guys, this is Siobhan, and this is Siobhan's John. Last week, I had with me Stevante Clark, brother of Stefan Clark. He came, and we talked about a lot of great stuff, so thanks for listening, and here's part two. In the black community, mental health is not, we don't, we don't talk about it. You know, we don't talk about anxiety, we don't talk about depression, we don't talk about everything that comes along with that, because sometimes they're seen as either white people problems, or, you know, you're too young to be depressed, or it's all in your mind, it's not real. Yeah. How do you feel about that? For us as black people, I think this is a, um, it's something we don't talk about. Not only do we not talk about it, it's just something that's been there for generations that we've always pushed to the side and you know um, they, they'll say things like he's a little off maybe a little slow mm-hmm. uh, you know and um, I think they're relating to mental health issues just don't know how to because we've never really dealt with we never had those problems you know we've our history is a, is, is a history of just it's not positive history. It's a history of um, slavery, segregation, um, gang violence, the war on drugs, mass incarceration. Our history will do that to a person. Exactly. If anybody has yeah. PTSD, black people is black people. Yeah, redlining. We go on and on. Right. You know, we've been fucked. <laughs> you know, I heard Chris Rock say this. He said, "America is like that uncle that paid your way through college but molested you." Oh God. Oh God! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's, you it's know, and 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 I think we feel that mm-hmm. that these it feels like these awkward Thanksgivings and shit now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Christmas parties and shit. Like here he come. You know what I mean? And I think we're stuck in that moment, and it's like, how do we deal with these like depression and anxiety, and or having um both of those at the same time? How do we deal with that? You know, we never talked about it. We never addressed it, you know, yet we're so we're used to being broken. We're used to being hurt. We're used to being in pain. We're used to funerals. You know, we're used to just asking God to solve our problems, praying about it, pray on it. Oh, you'll my be God, all right. Yes. Pray on it. You'll be all right. Oh, you got shot. Pray on it. Oh, your house blew up. Pray on it. Oh, your dog died. Something more than prayers. Pray on it. You know, but that's that's what we've been. <laughs> that's what we've been. We need more than prayers. We need more than prayers. With Jay's actionable items. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the, our mental health situation, you know, I didn't know mental health was a big thing until I was, they were saying my mental health was deteriorating or whatnot. Right. And and I would always say, I'm not in mental, I'm not mental. And my brother just died. Right. That's what my excuse was. I was like, what are you talking about? My brother just fucking died. In my grandmother's backyard with nothing but a cell phone in his hand. He was unarmed. He should be here today. I'm not crazy. You're crazy if you think I shouldn't be talking to you like you crazy. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, It's a way where when you look at, you know, the yeah, we got destigmatized the, the way mental health is looked at because when you look at it when, oh, he's crazy, he's crazy, he got mental issues, something wrong with him, he ain't got it all in the head. You know, you're not validating my experience. Right, you exactly. Know? 
and that hurts you know it's like i'm you know i'm in there i'm protesting i'm jumping on the desk i'm doing everything i can it's like okay do you see me do you see stefan do you see us where we exist we live we were actual people we deserve to be here you know who gives you the right what gives you the right to just kill somebody in cold-blooded like that and suffer from no consequences at all um for me that that takes me aback and um and then to see the way you know my mental health was affected whether it be ptsd or whatnot we've been going through this for generations you know this was just like um for me it was the eye opener on how people really view mental illness now it's harder for somebody out of the woodworks say a cop came out and said well i suffer from mental health issues i have mental health issues he risks losing his job now you know do you want a cop on the street with mental health issues patrolling no but do you want him to be honest about it do you want him to hide it or do you want to be honest about it honesty you know right but we don't want your ass on the streets though amen so you can be honest we love you but you can't have a job <laughs> you can be honest but you can't pay your bills you know what i mean <laughs> pretty much and it's like We've scared people from being honest about their mental health issues. When we really need to be helping and, you know, black people got to be more vulnerable when it comes to feelings. Yes. It's okay to feel. It's okay to cry. It's okay. It's okay. What do you think about um, therapy? Therapy is uh, much needed. I think everybody in the black community, everybody in America needs therapy, if you ask me. I think take. everybody needs therapy. I think everybody needs somebody to sit there and say, I hear you. Therapy is somebody listen. When I go to therapy, I'm just talking, kind of like this. I'm just yeah. talking shit. I'm <laughs> like, man, these mother da da da, damn Democrats and da 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and but then somebody's listening to me. And they're like, okay, I hear, you know. And after that, that's it. It's like it's just. It, but it's nice to have it's somebody. Outlet. Yeah, somebody. Feedback is nice. You know, I was talk. I always tell people the most. Um, the most um, degrading and inhumane form of punishment is solitary confinement. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're cut from feedback. You know, you're cut from society. So now you you have to face the hallucinations, and you have to face what's not real, but which may seem real or appears real. And, you know, when you cut off feedback, it's like um, if you think about a baby, when you take a toy from a baby or whatnot, and the baby tries to grab it, and you don't give a baby no attention. The baby starts crying, then you might hear a bang, and then you start hearing the wailing and the kicking on the floor and all that. It's all because we've cut off that feedback. And I think us as humans, we need that feedback and attention. We need somebody to say, I recognize you. Right. You know what I mean? I validate you as a human being. You know, I see you, you know, instead of um, where you from? What you doing around here? Where you work at? You know, like these these things that something we real, something real, something real, something real. Yeah. So, there is a bill, AB three ninety two. Yes, ma'am. Do you think that? Do you see change? Like, do you think there will be a change trying to eliminate um, the use of deadly force unless it is absolutely needed? Yeah, I you know. When it, when it comes to... it's out of control. It is out of control. AB 392, which I like to call the Stefan Clark Law. Um, my wish and my hope is that it can 
it my hope is that officers think twice before using deadly force with this law. I don't know if it'll prevent something like what happened to my brother from happening again. But in one year, I want to see how it is used in court. Okay. You see? Yeah. I have to see how the law is used. If it, if it works in our favor. Or if I was afraid for my life overrules that. You see? Absolutely. Because it's hard to really know. The law, hasn't been, the law hasn't been used yet, really. You know? But when it comes to my brother... I stand by the fact that Sacramento Police Department should know the difference between a gun and a cell phone. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it, so it's hard for me with the Stefan Clark law. You know, um, AB three ninety two. I think slow progress is better than no progress. This right. is a start. And I think we're getting we things. We have to start somewhere. And then you look in New York; they're just getting the um, they p- plan on passing the Eric Garner law, which will ban chokeholds. And um, so we're doing. We're. I think we're moving in the right direction. I think with the Stefan Clark law, it, it's a move in the right direction. But I think a lot more work needs to be done. A lot more work needs to be done. What do you have to say to people? Because a lot of people are saying that the conversation is over. Like we need to. We need to move on. What do you have to say to those people? What do you want? Somebody to die again? Is that what they want? That's the only way it's going to happen, obviously, the way people are. The more tragic and fucked up the situation is, the more eye-opening and captivating it is for a few weeks, a few months. You got to understand, if we didn't protest, if I didn't jump on the desk and, and go on all these rants everywhere I did, we wouldn't be talking about it as long as we did. You see? Yes. And a lot of these things die because, you know, we protest, and then what's next? What's after the pro? What are we doing now? But what is our next point? What are we doing after this? And that's why, you know, back to back to Jay, an actionable item. You know, we have to go back to we have to we have to plan after the protests, you know, and the media and all that that's going to die out soon. These guys got to get back to New York and, do you know, go back to their places where they go and work and live. You know, they just came out here for the story to be. And um, and I would hate for another death to bring people but you see what happened to Willie McCoy in Vallejo he was shot 55 times 50 55 times in the Taco Bell drive through and they said he had a seizure and was sleeping in the car and you know it's just you know that didn't captivate the world like Stefan Clark did what do you think do you think it was your reaction you know I think because because I always I always wonder because this happens it happens way too much. Way too much. And people are getting desensitized to it. Yes. But there are always one case that is always a little bit bigger than the other, or maybe a lot bigger. Why do you think that? Do you think it's the media coverage? Do you think it's like like your reaction to what happened to Stefan? Like why do you I think a lot of things play a part in it. You right. know, the politics in the city, what's going on. Um right. You know, the way the person dies, um, if they had a gun, if they didn't have a gun. Um, you know, the things that happen afterwards, the people that they decide to associate with, you know, the lawyers. All these things, I think, play a big they part. part. You know, when I when Stefan died, I made sure I went after Trayvon Martin's lawyer, Ben Crump. Um, because I knew Ben Crump had a history of bringing 
cases like this to the national spotlight. Um, I called Al Sharpton because I knew Al Sharpton, you know, was on MSNBC and he had He's a voice. Al He's Al Sharpton. So I knew who to call when it comes to these things. You know, I knew I had to be very vocal because I couldn't just depend on a lawyer and Al Sharpton to do the work I needed to do. You see, when most of these cases happen, you really don't, you usually don't hear about the brothers or cousins or anything like right. that. You know, my, my situation is different. You know, I put myself out there. I paid the price for what I went through. But um, I think certain things have to be done where you have to really think, okay, what do you want out of this? You know, we, you know, you might we might never get justice that's been denied for a long time. Justice delayed is justice denied, and we justice has been delayed for us for generations. You know, um, even when it comes to the Emmett Till, you look at Emmett Till, the white woman that he supposedly whistled at, oh. says she didn't whistle at him no more. Yeah. Like what the hell? Right. That all that will always stick. Her with. ass need to be in jail. Right. We need to lock her up. You know. Shit. That pissed me off a little bit. Um. That will always stick with me. What do you look for, or what are you looking for, in a presidential candidate? Because it's it's Ooh, coming up. That's big. It's coming up. That's big. Whoa. Is that something you've been thinking about? Yes. Like, First off, you gotta. Um, support the Stefan Clark law, and then you have to be willing to implement that nationwide. Right. You know, uh, mandatory. Um, that's number one. Then we have to have a discussion on reparations. If you support reparations, and what does that support of reparations look like to you? Because a lot of people out here they say, "Oh, we don't want to do. We don't, we believe in reparations, but not cash handouts or something like that of that nature." So. Oh. <laughs> Somebody, Ami Bear told me that. I'm putting one blast. <laughs> <laughs> Ami Bear told me that. I couldn't believe he told me. I was like, okay, well, what does it look like to you? Exactly. Like, you know, better schools and, you know, criminal justice reform and so many things and whatnot. And, you know, I don't know. Interesting, right? Interesting. Very interesting. And I think we, we deserve what's owed to us. Whatever that looks like. I'm not sure. I think we need a committee on that. You know, don't let me decide. Well, it reparations is hard because it it's is. like, how much do you give and like who gets it? Like, are yes. we looking at people's ancestors? Yeah, like who are we like, looking at? This was so and so slave, and his master was worth this much, so he deserves this. Yeah, it's, it gets <laughs> tricky. It does get very it tricky. It gets very very tricky. I mean, I would not be opposed. Yeah, we need a yeah, we need our shit. Oh mama. Yeah. <laughs> we need what's due, what's given us. It's been far too long, you know. It's been way too long. Way too long. We've been fucked over so so bad, you know. That like you when you said when these killings happens, people get desensitized. They do. Even like that. You know, it's just like it, it it's a fucked up situation. It's just like all the way around. That's why we have to that's why I always say, you know, we should just listen to Brother Malcolm. And as black people, focus on how to become intellectually independent so we can help ourselves um, get out of the situation that we're in so we could have the right argument or have the right discussion or conversation when it comes to reparations. Because, if you know, you, we talk about reparations now, and it's like, whoa, you give these Negroes some money. <laughs> Shit. America be over tomorrow, you know? America, you know, will be done with. <laughs> For real, the revolution will start, but we don't have, you know, but we're not ready for all that. We don't have the tools, the informational tools, and that, you know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, so I think I think um, we got to keep doing, you know, getting better and doing the hard work when it comes to reaching out to our people. Absolutely. About and having the conversations about reparations and whatnot with our people, with family, with um, coworkers and whatnot, because reparations is a topic that we should have never stopped talking about it. It's very controversial. Yeah, we should have never stopped talking about it. So is there a candidate that you have in mind or these are just these are just ideas that you, you have? know, I was, I, you know, I liked because um, sometimes it is a little bit early for people. It is early. And there's so many, so many candidates. So many. <laughs> so many of them. There's so many. And most of them are saying the same thing. I know because what I have noticed, um, especially like with Hillary Clinton from the last election, a lot of it was, let me try to get this black vote, you know? And it's so like, it and then a lot of people were like, well, what really is she going to do? You know what I mean? And so she would have been a better alternative to what we have now. But I'm, I still wonder what, what do they plan to do once they get that black For vote? Yeah. Because say what you want, black people, especially black women, we do vote. Yeah. We yeah. do. Powerful. We do. And so I think a lot of the time, maybe it's younger, maybe it's younger black folks that aren't voting. I don't know. But yeah. black women vote. Uh, yeah. We, Tremendously. We show up. Tremendously. So I just wonder, what what are these candidates going to do? Because you don't have anybody in mind yet. We can't do Joe Biden. I'm going to tell my sisters, all the black women out there, don't vote for Crazy Joe. <laughs> Joe don't give a damn about your ass. Don't, you, don't do it. Don't vote for Crazy Joe. You smoke crack, don't you? No. <laughs> Look, don't vote for oh Crazy Joe. Look, don't don't you do it. Don't vote for Crazy Joe. And don't you know? And I like Bernie Sanders too. I love Bernie. Oh, that's funny. You know, I no, I'm <laughs> serious. Don't you do it? Because sisters, I, I see you know uh, Joe Biden has the lead when it comes to African American women. He does. He does, we, and we, it's we can't do that. You know, but we I we agree. associate with him with Obama. That's the issue that a lot of people are associating him we with Obama that. and two different people. What I've noticed about about Crazy Joe, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really seem to care. He's kind of nah. like, oh, I got it in the back. Yeah, he he's cool. He's chilling. He just doesn't really care, and yeah. that annoys me. Yeah, it's like he got it already. He knows he's the Democratic, no. you know. And I think we should be looking at people like Elizabeth Warren, yes. Bernie Sanders. Uh, Cory Booker ain't raised enough money, so we can't look at Cory. Oh, Cory Booker. Yeah, Cory might drop Bless out. Bless his heart. Yeah, we, but we love Cory. You know, Cory tried too hard. <laughs> you know, you know, Cory tried too hard. I remember, yeah, he did. He, he's done a few things I didn't like. But um, shout out to Cory Booker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to like Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I love his last name. I can never yeah, say Buttigieg. it. Yeah, Buttigieg. 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 Yeah, Buttigieg. Mm. Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yes, so still too early. Still too early. It's yes, still too early. Yes, I agree. Too many candidates. Way too many people. We talked yeah. about a lot today. We did. We got a lot covered. This was fun. It was awesome. I liked yeah, this. I had a great time as well. Thank you so much for coming you on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come back. Like, oh no, will, anytime, anytime. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Thank you yeah. so much. Yes, ma'am. Anytime. Yeah. All right. Bye.